You are listening to Social Media Decoded, a podcast dedicated to helping entrepreneurs and business owners simplify social media and thrive online. We provide actionable information that you can use and see results. I'm your host, Michelle Thames, and let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Social Media Decoded Podcast, the number one podcast to help you understand social media better so that you grow your business, get more clients, and monetize. And today, I'm excited because why? I get excited when we have special guests, and I am talking to Cassie, and today we're going to be talking about celebrities, and if you are a millennial, I got something special for you in this episode, so you should, you should listen because it's going to be something exciting that you might learn, um, and we're going to be talking about social media, the trends, where we see social media going in 2023 because there's a lot of changes, and if you are an artist, if you are a creative listening to this podcast episode today, you might want to get your pen and papers because it will be some really great tips for you. So Cassie, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to chat with you Awesome. Today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yes. And would you tell us a little bit more about yourself? You have a really unique background. I know you have a business as well, but tell us a little bit more about yourself and how you got started. Yeah. So me and my business partner both kind of have a similar sort of life career story where we were fangirls. Um, We both loved the Backstreet Boys, actually, but we didn't know each other as kids. We met in college, but we both loved the Backstreet Boys and loved being a part of their community and using the internet to express our admiration for them. And we really just sort of kind of followed that trajectory and it led us into working in the music industry, led us working into social media. And then we eventually started our own business because this was around 2007 and there weren't, we were working in MySpace and doing pages for people at the time. And there weren't really jobs like social media manager yet. We were both temps doing, you know, MySpace and working on things like ringtones and it was really fun and we liked what we were doing, but there wasn't a place to grow into where we where we wouldn't have to sort of abandon the job that we were doing. And we're like, we like this. We think it's going to grow. Like, let's let's double down and let's start a, a business so that we can so that we, you know, aren't temps forever. <laughs> it was really kind of how we started. And uh, it's you know, we've been doing this for 16 years now. We have a lot of really cool celebrity clients and. We're just constantly growing, evolving, and changing. We you know, have about 50 employees now, have over 100 different digital marketing projects that we work on, and we've also started doing some talent management work as well. So we're always growing and expanding and pushing ourselves. I think my business partner, Jade, and I are both people that like to learn and like to you know, figure out how we do things first or how we try a new social media platform first. I, I feel like we truly found the perfect jobs for, you know, our interests both in music and then also just how we like operate as people in general. Oh, I love that. I love how you took what you love and turned it into a business. And I think MySpace, wow, we have seen the evolution of social media. Y'all remember MySpace, Black Planet, all the, all the websites, the AOL, Instant Messenger, you'd have that and you would be chatting with your friends. But MySpace and all these, like some of these had like coding and stuff that you had to do. So look, I'm from the MySpace era. So you saying like you doing pages for people. That's like so cool. Remember like the top nine or whatever it was, like your top friends and all the things. It's like so crazy to think that that even existed, right? Yeah. And that's actually how, I mean, I actually knew a little bit of coding before that, but I feel like I really mastered learning HTML because I I remember the first time 
you know how like you could put a banner at the top of the page. The first time I figured out how to push the HTML down to get the banner on there, I was like, oh my gosh, I hadn't seen anybody do it before. I was so stoked. It was a it was a fun nerd moment for me, for sure. It's like learning all the new stuff with like Instagram and all those things today, yeah. which really matter because I mean, the social media is <laughs> so crazy. So you said that you work with a lot of A-list celebrities. You said the Backstreet Boys. I know you said Britney Spears. Like I've read, I was like, oh my goodness, like some of my childhood. I Look, I am from the 90s and the 2000s, y'all. So I'm a millennial and definitely the Backstreet Boys poster was up on my wall. We were talking before the show, Aaliyah, the, all the posters were on my wall. So you've worked with a lot of A-list celebrities. I think that's so cool. So how does a celebrity or... um an artist manager what do you actually do behind the scenes for that celebrity because i know like they are on social media too and they need def- definitely is important for them and what are some top tips that you share with your clients like when it comes to social media and just being visible in general yeah so what we do a lot has changed you know when we started in social media when we were doing people's myspace pages i would say it was very rare that an artist would log into that profile themselves it was us, you know, being, you know, saying like, hey, can we post this? Do you approve this design? You know, can we add this song to your player? That sort of stuff. Now it's very different. Artists are very involved in their social media. They're generally logged into them on their phones. They're posting themselves. They're making Instagram stories and Snapchats themselves on the fly. Like they're very involved. So what we do is changed a lot. So it's a lot of... um People hire us for different things. I would say with some clients, we're kind of like their, I feel like we're almost like their accountability team. So like, or making, if they don't enjoy posting, like giving them ideas, sometimes going to their house and helping them shoot something for TikTok, but reminding them to do things. And then we also put together a lot of plans around the more, I guess, sort of formal marketing things. So if somebody's announcing a tour or a single, or they need a new website to, you know, make an announcement we're kind of handling more of like that technical stuff for them and then building out a timeline so they know you know and we obviously get the artist's input and the the team's input there's going to be a lot of people have input on this a publicist a record label that sort of thing but building out you know when should we start teasing this when should we announce it how do we keep marketing it once it goes up and then you know sometimes we'll be making like a dropbox to send to the artist of like here you know here's some stuff you can post on your stories whenever you feel like it to promote your single or promote your tour but a lot of like graphic design and motion graphics and making sure that they always have a supply of things to post about if they you know if they're interested in that sort of thing but you know i'm sure this is in every industry and social media everyone's different in terms of their needs and what they want and it's you know I would say the first couple of weeks are kind of figuring out what that dance looks like and like where they want to take lead, where they need help, where, you know, how, what's the best way to communicate on in a daily basis and, and that sort of thing. But, you know, those are a few of the many things that we help people with. Oh, no, I love that because I'm sure, like you said, everyone needs some type of marketing. And that's really great that you all helped them with that because it is a lot. And I'm sure they're touring, doing all these things. And then they have to think about marketing. That's like the business owners on here. We're doing all these things. You're doing speaking engagement here and there. And, but you have to still market your business. You have to still market your music. You still have to market. If you're a comedian, if you have shows coming up, you still have to market them. If you're an author, you still have to market that book. And when you're going on tour and all those things. So having someone to be able to put that together and a real strategy so that you reach more people and 
social media and beyond and just the digital age, we have so much more opportunity to reach people. So that's really amazing that you're helping so many amazing artists. And I think that you have like a cool job. Yeah, it, it, I'm, I'm grateful. I have a lot of like pinch myself. I, I would say that's never in the moment when I want to pinch myself, but it's almost like when I call my mom later that day and I'm like recapping something that happened. I'm like, oh yeah, that's, that's kind of crazy to like listen back to that story. In the moment it didn't feel weird. But when I'm like, you know, telling her like, yeah, I had to give feedback on so-and-so song today. Uh, and I'm saying it no, no, you know, nonchalant. And she's like, you realize like what you just said. And I'm like, oh yeah, I guess that's pretty cool. I didn't think about it <laughs> in the moment. I was just focused on doing a good job. Yeah, no, I love how many different and cool people that I get to meet on this podcast and how many people have so many different things that they have done that are just so cool and amazing and how we've all just utilized our skills and talents and created a business from that. And this is what I love. So thank you so much for sharing your story. So I want to talk about social media because it's changing and it's going in a different direction. I'm not in a different direction, but like platforms like Instagram are not like they used to be. Like Platforms like Spotify, right? I know you have a lot of artists and that's definitely the platform that definitely people want to get downloads on Spotify. I mean, whew, it's a lot. And I can't even imagine, you know, what what that whole process looks like. But what are your thoughts on the massive social media shifts and like what's happening in 2023 and like how, what should people be looking out for in 2024 too? So something that, and maybe this is wishful thinking too, but something that I think is going to become more important is tools, whether it's within existing social platforms or new social platforms coming, but tools that help us find cool things to do in real life. I think that's, you know, like, I feel like I'm kind of seeing a little bit of a resurgence in like a, like a meetup or like event brights, like stuff that's existed before. But I think people are, people want to do fun things in real life. And I think they're, they're always, you know, I think the app, maybe I should just make it, but I think the app that would win is one that you like open it up. It pulls your location. It's like, what should I do this afternoon for fun? What should I do right now? And it shows you like everything around you. It shows maybe stuff that your friends are going to. Um, I know there's like versions of little bits and pieces of that in different places, but I think that app would kill it right now. Cause I, I how many times are you like finally done with work on like Friday and you don't have plans and you're like, Oh, I actually have energy to do something now. What's something interesting I could go do. And it's so hard. I'm like, kind of like, searching, looking at like LA weekly, like what, you know, what's, you know, happening this weekend. And I I just, I don't know. I think that's a problem that a lot of people would love to have solved actually. So I'm hoping to see more, I think technology that tells people what to do in real life is going to be a big winner over the next year. Oh, I love that. I was just on a Eventbrite the other day looking for like a networking mixer or something to like go to, right? So maybe Eventbrite can make a comeback. I thought about putting, well, I am going to put my event that I'm hosting on Eventbrite because again, platforms like that, like things are searchable and you can put your event on there. And if it's in Chicago or what I'm in Chicago, I know you said LA. So wherever location that you are in, you can search for things in your area. But yeah, you should definitely come up with that app. So I think it sounds good. Let me know if you come up with it when the prototype's together and we can test it out because I think that that is definitely great. And you're right. People, I think, want to get out. They want to listen to good music. They want to have fun. They don't want to be, you know, we've been in the, we've been in a while and through a lot. And so I think people want to go out maybe to like a movie in the park night or something like that. Right. So yeah, I took a nunchucks class recently and I actually found that on meetup. Um, but I was like, this is so bizarre and I never would have thought to do this, but why not? Sounds entertaining. And I invited a couple friends and it was really fun. 
Yeah, so I forgot about that too. Check out Meetup, check out Eventbrite if you're looking for all the cool events. And Cassie might come up with the app. Yes. So stay tuned. We don't know. We yes. don't know. So I want to talk about next any tips that you have for entrepreneurs like just starting out who are thinking about, I know you, you know, you had this dream and you created this business and you created from your passions. And there are many people who have passions and they love what they do, but how do we actually put this into like a business and how did you actually like get your first client? Like how did just a few tips to help any aspiring entrepreneurs who may find your story inspiring. They're like, I would love to do something. Yeah. So, you know, something that's always been, I think a big part of how I built my network is I travel a lot. And whenever I travel, I make sure I'm going to see people in person. That's something that's really important to me, but I don't see people in person with like a goal in mind of like, I'm going to pitch and sell this service. I just go because I want to meet new people or see people I haven't seen in a while or meet people I've maybe emailed with, but have never met in real life. But that's literally my only agenda in that circumstance. And I don't just aim like high up executives. Like I, when I was in London last, I actually posted on LinkedIn and I met up with a couple of like aspiring music industry people. And I feel like those meetings and networking are just as impactful as meeting the somebody in a C-suite of a record label. Like there, you know, people networking at all levels really matters, but I really think there's something to be said about doing that in person. And the way I got my first client was, um, and I, I actually made sure I had my first client before I left my job at Warner music group. And that came from a couple of trips in New York, just meeting people, meeting people that, you know, that, you know, reaching out being like, Hey, I know we were connected on email and you asked me a question about social media, but would love to, you know, have coffee in person and learn more about you. And that's, that's how I got my first client. It wasn't because I set up the meeting trying to get my first client. I just go in with a very low level agenda of just to learn. And I find that not having an agenda has really served me in terms of building, you know, longstanding relationships with people. Oh no, that relationship building, that is important. So you dropped some gems right there. That was a whole masterclass. So I hope you all pick those gems up. And if you're feeling this episode, make sure you tag me on Instagram at Michelle L. Thames and let me know what you think about today's episode. But I love, I do love how you said, yes, relationships matter. I think, like you said, it met, like if you're going to a networking event or meeting Beyonce, I don't know the executive, somebody, anybody, somebody at the regular level, whoever it is. I mean, it's it all of those relationships matter. So I love how you said that. And definitely, um, if you are just starting out, know that building that network is super important. No matter what type of business you have, your network is important and you're going to have to market. So I think that those those two things, you have to have that. Like you have to have a foundation of your business, network and support, and you got to market it. So Thanks for sharing Absolutely. that. Absolutely. So this next part, yeah, this next part of the episode, I love to talk about books. Okay. So have there been any books or maybe podcasts, if that's your thing too, ha- have there been any books or podcasts that have helped you along your entrepreneurial journey that you would like to share here with the listeners today? So I feel like I go through phases with books and right now, currently, I'm not in a big book phase, but there have been times where I have been and there's a couple books that... I think there's three books that probably I think truly chain made a big perspective shift for me. Um, in general, ongoing, it's always the four agreements. I know a lot of people reference that one, but I feel like whenever there's anything not balanced in my life or at work, I actually have a mini version of it. I got, like, I got it at Barnes and Noble at the checkout. Can I have a mini version of it? 
And I feel like if I just open it up and read a random page in it, like I'll be like, yeah, that's what's going on. Like it always, I don't know that book, that little mini book solves a lot of problems for me. And then I remember when I was, I think probably my first or second year of college, I read um, a book called nice girls don't get the corner office. And again, you know, I don't necessarily agree with every page in that book, but there was a lot of perspective in there about like, you know, what being nice actually means and how to, you know, be nice to yourselves and a lot of the differences between men and women in the office and how that could be like a good or bad thing. And a few tweaks you can make to really, you know, elevate yourself in an office setting and be respected. So I'd say that's another one that was really important to me. And if you're a music industry person, I read this book when I was 15 and I actually still have my version of that. That's all highlighted. It's really funny, but uh, all you need to know about the music business by Donald Passman standard music industry book. If you don't know anything about the music business, that's the place to start. It's great. It goes through all the aspects of it and it, I believe it's updated pretty regularly. So there's always new volumes of it. So if you go pick up the most current version, it should be, fairly up to date with social media and streaming and, you know, current things. But I I have my old version before all that stuff existed and it's pretty wild to look at it. Oh no, those are some awesome books. Thank you so much for sharing those. Yeah. We'll definitely have to check, check those books out. Um, I love books and I just feel like from all the amazing guests that we've had, we have like a collection now. So we have so many books that we can go back. I have a little book, my little book corner. (laughs) Yes. Yes, and we have like collections and collections. So thanks for adding to the amazing collection. But this has been a really amazing episode. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing all your amazing gems. But before you head out, please let us know where can we find you online and more about if someone wants to work with you or they may be thinking about, you know, hey, I I love what you're doing. I would love to learn more about the music industry. I love how you shared that because, you know, I, I always wonder about, celebrities and like are they running their own accounts and I I assume that many of them are because they do want to be connected but there's still like so many other things that need to be involved like you said planning out you know the the tour the the marketing for that like it's so many different things so let us know about your um where we can find you and if someone wants to reach yeah so I'm mostly on Instagram and LinkedIn uh just my name c-a-s-s-i-e-p-e-t-r-e-y Cassie Petrie and I'm more um I'm more on DMs than actually main feed. So just because I may not have posted recently doesn't mean I'm not active. I just, I use social media a lot, but a lot of times I don't do it in a public facing way. So send me a message if you want to talk about something. Yes, I love that. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm on social media all the time. So I, I totally get it. But thank you so much again. This has been such a great episode. And thank you all so much for tuning into today. And we will talk to you all in the next one. Thank you so much for being a listener of the Social Media Decoded Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in into today's episode. I hope that you got some gems. If you got some gems, make sure to tag me on Instagram at Michelle L. Thames and share those gems with me. I cannot wait to talk to you all in the next one.